0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Bull City Coordinators Duke Football Coverage Podcast. Follow us on our website, bullcitycoordinators.com. Check us out on Twitter at Duke FB Coverage. Our DMs are open and send us an email, bullcitycoordinators at gmail.com. And please call 540 632 0160 to get on the pod. We are everywhere you get your podcasts. We do have a podcast voicemail to start the show off from our good friend jason we're going to listen to that now hello Ben.
1: just calling in on my weekly call for you uh i had a chance to listen to another podcast from you yesterday and what a great podcast really enjoyed connor uh gave a lot of good insight but you know i'm disappointed in the game but gotta move on and, uh, just gonna put in my little weekly prediction. Was it gonna give a prediction? They'll actually, uh, I called in and I said, well, I'm gonna give one anyway. So anyway, here we go. So I'm gonna take Duke, 24, Wake Forest 10. 24 to 10. I think Elko's gonna have them ready. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't care if they win. Three to nothing. I just I want us to win. That, that's just point blank. Really don't give a rip of the score, but just just win. That, that's that's just, that's my slogan. Is just win. So anyway, uh, as usual, enjoy all your hard work. I guess myself and your dad um, jumped on that train, so I guess I got to jump off the ten to two train and. Just go kind of what I originally said at the beginning of the year. We come out 8-9 with a, with a bowl win. Uh, I think we've had a great successful season. But anyway, enjoy your podcast as usual. Have a great day. And as always, go Duke.
0: Excellent prediction as always, and thank you for your continued calls. I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast. Connor is a wonderful guest, and he is full of knowledge, and especially for both the blue devils and the demon De- deacons but not only that uh am i am i glad that you enjoyed that i'm glad jason that you are a part of the duke fan base uh, i know you listen to all the podcasts and you bring in quite uh a wealth of uh support for the team and boy do they need it cuz sometimes they just don't uh they just don't uh, get enough fans there for various reasons but be that as it may ladies and gentlemen Look, I teased this from the very beginning of the season. I told you, I told you, we had a guy with big time ties to the North Carolina Tar Heel football program, who apparently is a fan of the podcast, wanted to come on. So I said, absolutely. I thought I was getting scammed, but I checked his email out, did some research. It's the real deal. Okay. Not only is this guy associated with the, the football program at Chapel Hill, he is Currently in his second tour of duty there, after previously coaching at Texas, where he won a national championship. After a win last weekend over Campbell, he has an overall head coaching record of, I believe, and I may edit this later because I may have written it down wrong: two hundred eighty-one, one forty-six, and one tie. Mac Brown, how are you, sir?
2: Well, Ben, thank you for having me on. I'm. I, it's 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 been a real pleasure to. to... To, to have to be here and um wow what a, what a program you guys have
0: well well thank you is it all right if i call you mac please please i just would like to know why you wanted to come on this podcast it's a duke football podcast and you coach at carolina and this is your second stint there what what made you want to come on this podcast to talk football in advance of the battle for the victory bell game this weekend
2: well um I just want to point out again. That I think Duke has a great program, and doing a great job. And um, you know, Elko over there, he he uh, he he's just running a program. way I, I wish I would run my program. And and I don't know how he's doing it. And I thought maybe you might provide me some insights today on on how you guys are running the ball so damn well.
0: Well, so you you think that that Mike Elko's doing a better job in Durham than you're doing in Chapel Hill, do I have that right? I mean, this can be break-
2: Now, I I can I could say this for certain. We, we had 100 people at our game last week and I think y'all had a packed house all this year. You you you're the you're the kind of program we want to be.
0: <laughs> so I can understand that, but but let's talk a little bit about what's going on with your team this year. Uh, you started out. Well, actually, the last two seasons have been full of hope and promise, and then there's been some struggles and disappointment, and, and, and that can happen to any program. And I'm not trying to beat up on you because you're a guest and you're kind enough to come on here. But you started out nine and one last year. You lost four straight. This year, you started six uh, six and six and zero undefeated, and then lost two games to UVA and then to Georgia Tech. And that UVA one really had to sting, but why do you think the team has struggled with consistency week to week as the season's gone on uh, the last two seasons?
2: Well, I want you to, to, when you think about UNC, I really want you to dig deep in them. Um, when I think UNC, I think Argyle, and Argyle is inconsistent in and of itself, is it not? And so if we're true to who we are, we have to be inconsistent. We can't go out there and win every game. We have to show we have to show these hundreds of fans that come out every week and support our team with a halftime performance uh, that that we support their argyle behavior. And the only way we can get through to that is to say lose to other teams that also wear argyle.
0: Well, w- walk me through a little bit there about what you mean about argyle in and of itself being inconsistent what 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 do you mean by that
2: you have the you have the baby blue right the argyle and that's the good part and and we will ride that baby blue argyle until it gets to the white and when we hit that white argyle uh we can't we 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 gotta play with that same fervor that white brings to the table which is nothing so uh you know we're inconsistent because our color, our, we we just can't we can't get past that that line. We can't get past that line, and when we get past that line, we we got nothing. So you know this is this is all comes down to coaching techniques and recruiting. And um, I I really just think that we, we do it the right way. you do it the Carolina way, and the Carolina way is to uh make the hundreds of fans that come out to our game happy for about half the year.
0: So you you try to recruit players who can't play throughout the entire season or are not mentally
2: tough. Is that what you're saying? Uh, let, let's take, um, let's take Dre Bly for example. We hired him. He was the next head coach in line and he, he was, he was going to be perfect, but we lost some players in our secondary to the, to the, transfer portal, and we told him, we we parted ways with him, and he was so inconsistent he couldn't get another college football job. That's really – you know, I think we swung and missed by letting him go.
0: So, so you think keeping him around would be helpful for your guys this there, year? Because, there because no, he,
2: There's no doubt in my mind.
0: And that's because he was inconsistent week in and week out.
2: The Carolina way, we call it.
0: Okay. Now, the loss to Georgia Tech had to hurt because it was a second straight loss and you seemed a little salty in your press conference after that game. I'm just curious, what was your message to the team after that game where Georgia Tech just kept running the ball all over you in the fourth
2: quarter? I'm like, I'll I'll quote George Burns on this and um uh what he said is I'm pleased to be here. Let's face it; at my age, I'm pleased to be anywhere. So I got over that pretty quickly. We we, we bounce back, and we we bounced back pretty strong against Campbell. We had some. We had almost every person on our team play so well. Um, you know, I I think we're over and done with that.
0: OK, I want to turn to, though, the Campbell game, because, boy, the first half, I mean, I, I wasn't watching it. I was watching a different game. I was trying to get some work done. And and it seemed like you all really struggled with Campbell in the first half before turning it on after halftime. Does that give you any concern? I mean, do you think maybe you're losing the team a little bit?
2: Well, Check, I check the message boards regularly. And, and let me tell you a little bit about what they had to say that was some truth. They asked in a public forum, are these defensive players getting paid to lose games on purpose? And they hit the nail right on the head. You know, we are, our style here at Carolina is we're going to pay these players no matter what they do. And even though we are more talented than UVA and Georgia Tech, Campbell, we're gonna make sure that, that they, they get we get the bare minimum out of them every week, and so you know these message boards, these North Carolina message boards, people they they really got it. And, um, I, you know I I can't say much more than that.
0: Well, I'm just curious if you're. It sounds like you're perpetually online, and uh, do you have any websites or uh, fan? fan based websites or fake Twitter accounts out there. Maybe we should know about, I mean, I saw one can't beat GT on Twitter. I didn't know. Maybe if that was you,
2: you know, I I, I don't want to confirm or deny anything, but you know, I've I got the time to be on Twitter and I got the time to be on two, four, seven sports and to, to read those mess every message board post. And, and I'm going to reply to every comment and, you know, just like a good head coach would do, and that's how you gain traction recruiting in the state of North Carolina. So you got to get to know these folks from all parts, and 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 it'll show up in in the recruiting um, in the recruiting rankings. But I don't know if it'll show up in the results rankings.
0: Well, one thing that that I'd like to ask you about when you said you have the time, are you concerned that the fan base has lost? Patience with Mac Brown 2.0. Maybe they've turned against you a little bit.
2: How did you lose faith in grandpa?
0: Well, that's, I mean, I, I, I you know, that's a good point. I'd never thought about it that way.
2: I, I just, I just really think we're doing a great job here and we're setting the tone and. Uh, The hundreds of fans that come out to the game, they're satisfied. They're they're season ticket holders. And, um, you know, I I do think that the one thing I want to focus more on is getting more Michael Jordan logos on our jerseys. I think that'll go a long way with this fan base.
0: Well, I have one question. You talk a lot about having a lot of time to be online and respond to every comment and everything. I'm just curious. Are you are you kind of planning maybe to go back to ESPN or Bal, uh, Valley Sports or something like that? What what is the future hold for Mac Brown?
2: I think that's a good plan, and and you know I may even moonlight as ESPN uh, host while I'm the head coach of North Carolina. I think that uh, you know those two aren't mutually exclusive now.
0: So you have time during the season to work for ESPN. That's what you're telling us to do, like sports commentary. I mean, are you going to be at like on ACC game day or something, or, or what's I'm, the plan? I'm trying to be, I'm trying
2: to be, you know, they've got me here. They don't have me here to coach now. They got, well, they, they, they got me here just to, to shake hands with the old people that remember me and donate to the program. And I'm doing a good job at it.
0: Okay. So, That's kind of an interesting strategy. I'm just wondering, you've got a big game for the victory bell coming up at home. That's coming up this Saturday. Blue Devils struggling with injuries, but they're 6-3 and after a big win against Wake Forest. I mean, if you're kind of looking at maybe doing some moonlighting as a a TV personality, uh, what are your thoughts heading into this game and how the two teams are going to match up?
2: You know, I think Duke is going to run all over us. And um, I, I would normally be concerned about that, but but again, we're talking a home game that I think the that that we might be expecting of one thousand two hundred people to attend. So when we're talking about the Carolina faithful and 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 the ball game, I'm not quite sure anybody else is going to see it. Uh,
0: so. So I just I don't know if this is really legal for you to do this, but I mean, are you taking Duke to win this game? I think it, it, you know
2: I, I'm I am really. I, I want I want to say that I want to say that our defense has been just like these message boards pundits have pointed out. They have been paid to lose these games. And we expect these players to, to live up to those nil paychecks we have we have given them.
0: Okay, do you mind if I, I drop a couple of predictions in? Well, before before we get to that though, you know, Grayson Loftus is is likely to start for the Blue Devils. Both Riley Leonard and Henry Beal are out with injuries. But you think a third string true freshman quarterback from Gaffney, South Carolina, is going to be able to out outfox your
2: defense? Well, I, 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 that kid's got an on now, and uh, you know I'm not going to have him by the throat like I had young Shane Beamer in South Carolina. Now, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to. I, I think that, frankly, the, the coaching aspect of this uh, Elko knows more than I ever will, and and when we're talking about players, Duke is a Duke is a. What do you call that? Um, Duke is one of those programs that is a plug-and-play program at this point in time with Elko at the helm, and um, your defense is looking tough. I'm just not quite sure we're going to be able to pull this one out.
0: Okay, well it's at home, so so you think maybe you'll get to a thousand people in the stands who are Carolina fans. You don't think that's going to be able to put you all over the edge?
2: Uh, you know those 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 fans they give it their they give it their all for clapping and singing the national anthem and clapping when we come on the field. And then after that, it's, they, they just support the Carolina way. They, they sit, they sit down and they're quiet. They do, they do everything we ask of them.
0: Okay. Uh, if it's okay, Mac, I, I want to drop in a couple of voicemails here. I mean, you can, I understand you listen regularly, so I'll play this now. The first one is another one from Jason Rogers who called in earlier. Uh, we're going to get his pick. Uh, And a question right now.
1: Hey, Ben. Just calling in. uh, Put my prediction in this week and uh, just kind of comment on the game from last week over our victory over Wake Forest. And, uh, man, it was cold out there, but at the end of the game, we were all warmed up after that Todd Polino kick put us ahead with two seconds to go in the game. Uh, Really enjoyed that. That was a big, big win for us. Uh Just got a few things to clean up, I believe so, and I think we'll coach and staff will have us ready to go for the big rivalry that big rivalry this weekend. My my prediction is going to be a low low score prediction. I don't I don't think we should, we're, we're going to be able to get in a shootout with with Carolina. So my prediction is going to be twenty to seventeen with another Todd Polino three pointer. Uh, to give us that W and bring that bell back. Uh, my question is, is that, what does your game day look like? Uh, we grilling out. I can tell you we're doing the Blackstone low carb all day long of some sort. I'm gonna put the menu together. But anyway, hope this message is finding everybody, uh, everybody doing well. And, uh, as always, go
0: do. Jason, great pick. I'm glad you're taking the Blue Devils to win. Uh, I hope you're right because, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and drop my prediction. I am going to take the Blue Devils to win 21-17. to Uh, But as far as my game day routine, I'm going to be getting probably a lot of work done on Saturday, then playing some old-time music and drinking an adult beverage or four with co-coordinator Tim. Now, this next voicemail, uh,
2: uh,
0: Mac, have you kept up with uh, my dad's call in his check in from Richlandia? Have you have you been listening to that regularly this season?
2: I have, and I tell you what, he is just he's just doing a daggum good job with that. And hats off to you, Dad, for his preseason prediction of ten and two. And, um Man, he 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 hits the nail on the head every week.
0: Okay, well, he's got one now, and it's, it's coming in with some serious hope, optimism, and balls. He really brings the heat. Let's listen to what he has to say
3: now. Well, hello again, everybody. Uh, Ben's dead, calling from Richlandia, and I guess it's time for a little bit of a preview on the uh, game scheduled for this Saturday against that uh, school, so-called school, who will remain nameless just a few miles down the road from Duke. Um They happen to be averaging about 39 points a game thus far and giving up 23 a game and uh, rushing for just under 200 yards a game, and they allow 151 a game on the ground. Um, They have been passing for slightly under 320 yards a game, and they give up 239 through the air. And uh, what am I doing? I'm not going to do this. This game isn't about that. This game is about those crummy people who play in that sickly shade of blue down the road, they cheat, they're arrogant, they're horrible, they're dirty, bad, nasty, and it's time for us to just rise up and beat them down. It doesn't matter who we've got that's injured or dinged or or uh, you know, limping or whatever. It's time for us to just lay a whipping on them in front of their home crowd, and that's exactly what we're going to do because we still have a shot at 10 wins. And by God, if I can keep fighting the way I am with what I'm dealing with, our guys can do an even better job over there at that stadium, which needs to be renamed, by the way, uh, this Saturday evening. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping for something similar to the Spurrier game where they take that picture under the scoreboard, but I'll settle for a one point win and I'm going to go 23 20 Blue Devils. Let's go do go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell.
0: Dad, thank you for touching base from Richlandia. Excellent pick as always. I love the analysis, not mentioning anything about the opposing team, just going into how much you dislike them and how badly you want Duke to win. That's great. Now, I do have one more surprise uh, prediction, Mac, uh, but one guest has called in for this. You may remember him. Uh, This is coming from uh, the greatest Duke Blue Devil running back in my lifetime, none other than Randy Cuthbert, who was part of the eighty nine championship team and was there during the Spurrier era uh excuse me, he was there during the Spurrier era. We are going to listen to what he has to say now.
1: Hey Ben, it's Randy Cuthbert. Uh call with my prediction. Uh UNC Duke, uh throw the records out, big rivalry game. It's gonna be back and forth. Uh probably right till the end and I got Duke winning thirty twenty seven on a well, last-minute field goal. Go Dukies. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you later, buddy.
0: Randy, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate uh, you doing this, and I'm glad we've been able to stay in touch since the interview we did a while back, and also when I reached out to you about my son's uh, concussion. Uh, it was very kind of you to make some time for a few questions. I really appreciate that, and I'm sure you and I will be in touch soon. Now, Mac, uh, do you remember Randy Cuthbert and that 98? 90- uh, that eighty nine game when he ran all over the field, knocked one of your guys over, and the Blue Devils won forty one nothing, and took a picture underneath the scoreboard. I do remember that,
2: and and that kid, ooh boy, I mean, you talk about play you want playing on your team. Uh, I, tell, I, mean, I tell you what, he, he really he really knocked our socks off that day.
0: Well, uh, do you so, Coach? Uh, This happened a little earlier today. I I wasn't planning on asking you about this, uh, Mac, but I feel like I have to because this is a Duke football podcast, but we also cover some other teams in the ACC. We've been doing a lot of get to know your opponents, which is what we're doing right now. Uh, And a mutual opponent that we have this season is the North Carolina State Wolfpack. And you may have heard that M.J. Morris, the starting quarterback, is going to apparently redshirt for the rest of the season. I'm just curious what thoughts you have on that, if any, and what comments you may want to make on that.
2: Now, now Brendan Armstrong is a a guy who we looked at in the portal because um, as soft as we would like to be, we always will consider UVA transfers. And, you know, guys coming out of that program, they're the type of guys we want. Second tier UVA players is really the guys that excel in our system. So you know, Br- Brendan, Brendan, I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, respect for that kid and plays hard and throws a bunch of interceptions, which is again, something we look for.
0: Well, so do you think that that'll help in your game against NC State to close out the season? Uh, I mean, you guys uh, play play at the end of the year on November 25th, do you think that it'll be better for you to have Armstrong playing versus M.J. Morris? Uh,
2: you know what? I don't know if there will be an advantage. Our defense is so porous right now that uh, – I mean, it's exactly as we drew it up. Uh, our defense is so porous right now, I don't think it matters who starts. But that Armstrong kid's got an NFL arm now, and um, and and he he's going to – he, he's going to surprise some people. And, you know, just – they might be playing North Carolina ball down there because starting the second-best quarterback on your team sounds exactly like something we do.
0: Okay. One other thing that I'd like to follow up on you with, Coach. I, I'm not sure that your handlers really you know, are doing their job. I can't imagine. You do know that I'm going to post this, right, and people are going to be able to listen to it
2: you know I, I just decided that right now we got to have some honesty and transparency in our program after uh after those classes that that young fella taught and didn't really teach and and so I'm I'm thinking that the best way to go about recruiting um and and pleasing those hundreds of fans in our stands is, is to is to be as transparent as possible. That's why we got rid of our top three cor- cornerbacks this year in the transfer portal. We brought in a bunch of backups, including a kid from Virginia Tech who couldn't start on the fourth string. And uh, I, you know, it's, it's time for it's time for us to wear this all guy proud.
0: Well, one what, what, one other topic I'd like to ask you about before before I let you have an open mic, which again the Carolina fan base may not be a fan of letting that occur is uh, your schedule this season. I I said early on that I thought it was a kind of a soft schedule. It was a weak schedule. I mean, you played South Carolina, which not very good app state, which is, you know, struggling a little bit this year. They played you tough Minnesota. It's a big 10 team. It's soft Pitt, Not very good. Syracuse. Not very good. Miami uh, perpetual uh, underachieving team. UVA, Georgia Tech kind of there. Campbell, the first really, really tough game that you play is November 11th against Duke, which is Saturday. And then you're on the road for Clemson and North Carolina State. The, the three probably toughest games on your schedule are the last three of your season. Is it, One, what are your thoughts about the relative strength of your schedule? And two, is this what you were complaining about when the schedule came out, having to play three pretty tough teams right at the end?
2: You you know what I really hate? I really hate that the ACC scheduled all my ACC games and ACC play in November and October, like the rest of the league. Well, how dare they not treat us like like we should be treated? Don't they know that we are the crown jewel of this conference? And I'll tell you – I'll tell you – we we just get mistreated left and right over here. People think we eat out of a silver spoon. No, it's 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 uh it's just gold plated. That's all it is. Um. So I can't. I am still. I I just still can't understand why the ACC schedules all the important games at the end of the year, like like they're going to get ratings. That we all know ACC football is not going to get ratings. So uh, I, I am I am upset, and when, when I look when I think about relative strength, there's nothing that we like more as a program than to um, than to really get off uh, the thousand the the fifteen hundred fans that show up on game days. We love to get their hopes up just to quash it at the end of the year, and and then and then we we'll follow it up with a with a recruiting class that's. Highly ranked, but soft like Brie, if you know what I mean. And, and uh, we have a sustainable model here of of, uh, of seven and five and eight and four that's really worked out well. And, and so as much as I'd like to get into it, it I, I, this is just the way that we play.
0: Okay. So, uh, Coach, uh, I guess – that sort of maybe doesn't really answer my question, but, but that's okay. We, we, we don't need to worry about that uh, at all. You know, Mac, uh, you've taken some time to, to have been kind enough to, to come on the program uh, and uh, maybe against the advice of anybody uh, who you talk to, I'm sure they couldn't really be that happy about it, but be that as it may, you, you do have 281 career wins, 146 career losses. You're, Predicted you'll have 147 career losses after Saturday and you have one tie. So, I mean, you did win a national title. So, obviously, you you deserve uh, an open mic like I give all of my guests. Is there anything else that you'd like to say, sir?
2: Well, I, I just – if you want to know the state of the North Carolina football program, um, what I want you to do is I want you to go to my Twitter page. Now, I think it's known as X now, but I, I'll still call it Twitter. Uh, and I want you to look at how many of those photos of the stadium have fans in them. And I want you to look at how many uh, photos we've got of buildings on campus, no, no, uh, nobody in them. Uh, I want you to look at uh, how many times I, I reuse the same graphics. And if if that's not the the epitome of UNC football at this point in time, I don't know what is and I, all i gotta say uh, last thing for you ben i appreciate you having me on is uh go duke this weekend
0: wow that's that's something well mac I, I appreciate that and i think that you know we live in a divisive time and you coming around and supporting the uh the better shade of blue our blue is better is a good thing and i'm glad to see that so uh, mac really thank you so much for coming on i wish you the best in your future endeavors ladies and gentlemen uh, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out at our website, BullCityCoordinators.com. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Duke FB Coverage, And, as always, go Duke. And, hey, this weekend, go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Let's go Duke.